and welcome back to another episode of JP and Means Talk. Let's go. Let's go. Here we are. It's the middle of September. The energy is thick in the gym. And we're here. Ready to rock. Ready to do some things. Yes, fantastic. It's fantastic. Your Cowboys are off to a good start on the sports ball front. Congratulations. So with all that defense, Micah Parsons is a scary man in a way. Yes. Yes. The amount of times he was in the backfield tonight. Yeah. I think he had two sacks and uh, at least three or four tackles for losses. See, Micah Parsons is one of many guys who has flourished in the NFL that in college like was good, but you can't help but look back and go, you didn't use that guy right if you're Penn State. Because he's playing like middle linebacker form, and it's like, maybe just put him over the right tackle, play after play, and say, go get him. And watch the havoc that he wreaks. Well, he's just, I wouldn't even call him like a DN though, either. Like, he's, he's, oh, not, absolutely. he's like a, yeah. he's literally a. Why isn't like that a, guy rushing the passer every time? He's a Swiss Army knife. Right. The dude can play anywhere if you really need him to. He can cover yeah. too. So it's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, freak athlete. George Kittle. Right, phenomenal tight end for Iowa. He was okay at Iowa, but I wouldn't say they featured him very well. Some of our Iowa tight ends do. All their they get her done. Mm-hmm. Dallas Clark's they do. started yep. it off. Yeah. And then you got I mean, there's so many Iowa tight ends. No yeah, fan. Dallas Clark was the first even before him, like or after him. There's Brandon Myers, who was a dude, CJ Fedorowitz, then you had TJ Hot, well, George Kittle. Then TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Now you've got Sam Laporta in the league. We'll talk about that work. tight end room of Kittle, Fant, and Hawkinson. That tight end room is insane because that Sick. was one year. Sick. That is the yeah. equivalent of cheating. Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, and yeah. Tua all yeah. in the same quarterback room. That's crazy. Isn't that wild. Yeah. So, Fant really hasn't been able to take off yet, though, unfortunately. No, no, he's still waiting for waiting for his breakout. But, you know, we've broken out. We're huge, Riles. True. It's JP and the Beans. It's a double dip. It's true. It's fantastic. It's true. We're here. Yep. My Orioles clinched playoff well, there you go. positioning. They maintained their two-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, and I firmly expect in two weeks' time to be sitting here recording a podcast with you. In full celebratory mode of the Orioles taking the AL East crown for the first time in, well, it's been a while. It's been a little while. So looking forward to it. But it's either that or you'll show up crying. So that or that. Yeah, I'll be despondent. Here's your word of the day. Despondent. That's what I will be. But we're not despondent. We're stoked. In spite of the lack of films and TV to talk about, Riles, we're just cranking out original content. True. God bless it. It's true. Great. We have to. We don't have a choice. <laughs> It's it's really true. They forced our hand. They they have. Now we have yeah. to show our creative side I mean, instead of just you know they just give stuff to us and then we yeah. can talk about it. Oh. I'll do that again. So maybe someday. Aquaman trailer that we'll talk about. Right, that's nice. But aside from that, we've got segment on segment, which is outstandingly exciting. Segment on segment. Awesome. Questions we're going to ask each other that neither of us are prepared for. One question each, right? Well, yeah, just the one. Okay, just want to clarify. Cumulatively two. Well, so I yeah. said questions as in... I just, when you said questions, I thought you bit. had at least scared three, and then I was like, well, words. I'll make something up. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Pizza. Every time I'm basically uh, want to be Ninja Turtle. I so, do too, bud. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so we'll ask each other questions that are totally unprepared and unexpected. 
I'm going to talk about a obscure either hero or villain from the comics, which is great. I'm going to highlight an old comic book story that I think anybody listening should take the time to, you know, get out there and read. Get your eyes off the TV once in a while. Read a book. Crack one open. See what happens. You don't have, I didn't expect to be attacked today. Uh, the attacking won't cease. So it's just coming at you. We need to get you a Marvel one of these. Yes. Encyclopedias, yes. by the way. Yep. I know that's off topic, but Agreed. I looked at the DC one. I'm like, you don't have a Marvel one. I, I know. like that's an insult. It's uh, it's an empty place on my bookshelf. Yes. It needs to change and improve. And I also need to get two copies, one of each copy. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, you know, technically around the corner if you, so look, is my you know, walk into Sam's Club. Yes. So, yeah. So, sick. We'll do another top five. Yep, classic. Yep, I am excited for that. Oh my god, I got some. I think I got some good good ideas. Oh man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm really, I'm really proud of one that if this writer strike ends, I might just pitch. But I gotta wait. Move to L.A. Done. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, California's on fire. I don't want to go there. And by by that, I'm not talking about wildfires because that's a very sensitive topic. I'm talking about just. It's general, all hell has broken loose in the state of California. Tough place to be. I wouldn't want to live there. No, I'd maybe want to live in San Diego, though. I'd go to San Diego. No. No? The no. beach? The perfect I, weather? I, w- I think the we should... The Padres being terrible? To be honest, I think we should just start over on the West Coast. Oh, okay. California, Seattle. Or, well, Seattle was its own thing, but I'm talking about right. the state of Washington. Sure. Oregon. Sure. California, I think we just start over. Maybe Nevada starts the new West Coast. Here's what bamboozles me, right? Let's just say if you're a group of people, you're given the gift of California. I mean, what a, objectively, a just rich, vibrant state. Like, you've got your beaches, you've got your mountains, you got your forests. It's beautiful. You've got everything in one state. You can't be happy there. Shame on you. You can't even live there shame reasonably. On no, shame on you. Absolutely. Give it up. We'll go there. We'll make it better. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved. Okay. That's great. Well, let's dive right in. I say we talk about Aquaman first, Riles. What do you say? Makes sense. Fantastic. Yes. So, Aquaman 2, a.k.a. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, the trailer, first trailer, really, for the movie dropped on Thursday. And as Billy Tribbiani would say, the third day. A little friend's reference for those of you who know what I'm talking about. It's fantastic. So, on this third day, we're gifted with uh, a full length. Aquaman Lost Kingdom trailer. You and I have both seen it yes. separately. We have not yet really discussed it. So I'm curious. I just want to put you on the spot. What do you think? What was your big takeaway? The movie doesn't come out until December. So we're still three months out. So this is just the right time for the marketing to start ramping up. But where are you at after trailer number one? I was surprised we got like the whole plot. Oh boy. We got like the whole plot. It sure felt that way, didn't like- Yep, it's like Aquaman's chilling. He's got a son now that's totally going to die, but we can get into that in a different aspect, right? So, wow. and then Black yeah. Manta's like, he's full-blown. I'm going to kill Aquaman. Yep. And then yep. finds his own trident, which didn't know that was a thing. So then there's a good trident and a bad trident. And then those two tridents are going to clash. Of course, Aquaman needs help. So he goes and gets his brother, his crazy brother, that tried to kill him in the first movie. And so him and his brother... Are yes, they're teaming up, which I'm actually very excited for that dynamic. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then those two are gonna have to go take out Black Manta to save Atlantis. But we literally got the entire plot point. We even got the historical flashback. Like I, that. That's where you knew. Like, are you not? They don't care. Like, wow, you're just showing. Yeah, you're telling us the whole. Like, here's your spark notes of the movie. 
Come see it if you'd like. Like when you're getting the historical flashback, that's that's what just floored me. Like it, it's cool, but that's never something you see in a trailer. Like, uh, hey, here's a little more context for the story that we're telling you. No, no, that that was uh, incredible. Yeah, incredible to me. If I was, I would totally agree with you. It's like we we got everything in there. If I was doing the trailer, I would just I would and the the trident be the focus and just be like. If he gets a hold of this, we're in trouble, and then that be it, and then have no. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have shown Ocean Master being involved at all. That would have been a surprise in sure. the movies. Sure. And then uh, whatever. But I did hear a rumor that you know how they were going to do like the deep movie spinoff yep. for that. Right. They said that was a right. secret Black Manta movie, and it irritates me because I'm like, why don't you just call it Black Manta? I would have gone and seen that. The Black Manta casting and design and everything about Black Manta Fantastic. is perfect. It's, it's, it is. 10 out of 10. Yep. Very rare where I say that about a character yep. on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, in the comics, like, it, there's an element of goofiness, right? Like, it, it's such a weird, weird looking character. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It works. It's really effective. But in, like you have this sideways oval helmet, but it works. It shoots lasers. Yep. Yep. Is he? Is it supposed to look like a stingray? Is that why it's like that? Sure. So you've got you've got the stingray element, but it's also supposed to it's blended with like an old school deep sea right. diver outfit, right? Um, which I, I think it blends really well. So I, again, like you said, I, I love change it. a thing about the design. Yeah, I'm in total alignment. They they showed way more than they needed to. Uh, totally unnecessary, uh, except for Amber Heard. They gave her one shot of her <laughs> punching a window, which unless you're looking for it, you wouldn't even see it. Which, like, come on. Like, she's going to be in the movie. So how, why? How funny would it have been if her one clip was like her pooing on the bed? Oh, gosh. <laughs> They're like, you know what? You did this in real life. Why don't you do this for the movie? Too? Yeah, just just weird. Just strange. Like I don't. I don't. If anything, I'm just uh, ready to move on from all the all the drama. Like I could give a rip about it, but Ezra no one Miller, cares Amber, anymore either on, way. Let's, just, let's get over it. The visuals look fantastic. They just do. It looks like it's going to be another incredible looking movie. Um, <laughs> I think there's going to be a story to tell because I love that Black Manta is the main villain. I love the idea of the buddy cop. Dynamic with oh, for sure, you know, with our boy Arthur, and then our good buddy Orm, or now his good buddy Orm. That's fantastic. So I, I think this movie is going to have a pretty safe floor, right? Where you're going to go to it, and you're going to come out of it, and at bare minimum, you're going, "Bad." Will it be more than that? I hope so, but I I really don't know. Um, I am looking forward to it because the first movie was genuinely delightful. Um. I think what makes me the most unsettled about this movie in terms of my anticipation is that it has totally been caught, I'm sure, in the meat grinder of, hey, the Snyderverse is ending, James Gunn is taking over, and so they're trying to transition to this new universe. And so the timing is just, it's awkward at best. And I... I'm worried that's going to harm the production value of the movie. So, 
do they kill the child? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if that kid dies, that is ballsy to do at best. It is ballsy. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that I'm hesitating. So I wanted to say, no, there's no chance. No way. Yes. But if the kid dies. It's amazing that a that it happened in the comics where Black Santa like kidnaps the baby and the baby dies. It's insane. And not like in an accidental, oops, didn't mean to kill the baby. Like Black Manta put the baby in complete mortal peril and basically just turned on the shot clock and said, all right, see if you make it, Aquaman. And Aquaman didn't make it. And the baby's dead. Like that's. Grim. Real grim. Hawkman goes through some shit. He he does. He yeah. Yep. He he really does. Um there was a Alex Ross uh gosh, I, I can't remember the, the other guy that's uh collaborated with Alex Ross, but they did a DC kind of one off comic called Justice where Black Nancy kidnaps the baby. Baby does not die. So I feel like it was an effort made to, hey, we can still have the baby be an element here uh but we, we can't we, we're not going to kill the baby remember when we killed that kid right we're not going to we're not going to do that it was it was much more in line it's like sure black manta's the bad guy he you know busts into atlantis takes out aquaman kidnaps his kid but it's more from a ransom perspective not a hey i hate you and i'm gonna kill all your family i so, might dude if that kid dies in the movie theater i'll be upset i'm i'll be very upset i'm going to laugh but Know that it's not because I think it's funny that a child died on screen. Right. It will be about how right. uncomfortable it the situation is. that they put us in yeah. to watch. Yeah. We don't want to be in that No spot. way. I, I can't handle I can't handle kids dying in anything, like in, in movies or TV shows. Can't handle it. I think I've shared on this podcast oh, yeah. my wife has had me watch Grey's Anatomy and the amount of kids that die in that show. It's it's like why does anybody watch this? And women love it. I know. What does that tell you? It's scary. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, I I agree. To sum up, they showed way more than they needed to. Perhaps I'm going to go see it. Didn't really ruin it for me. Oh, no. I'll it go was see. just a, yeah, okay. I trust the director. I like James Wan. Yeah, Mr. Wan's good at what he does. So, December. we got a few months between now and then. Yeah. A little bit of baseball. And Loki. And Loki. Loki in between. That's right. And Loki's coming in hot. Yep. Through that. All right. Anything else you want to say on the Aquaman front? That's it on my front. Fantastic. So we're going to start rolling out some fresh new segments for you on the pods. Uh, One of which that I will take the lead on is going to be the obscure hero or villain of the week. So this is where JP picks a villain or hero that you may or most likely may not have heard of before. I think, hey, it's just fun to highlight some of these freaks because there are some wild characters out there. So the character that I'm choosing to bring attention to this week, and I'm sorry in advance, is Heretic. Now, you hear the name and you go, that's not that bad. Like, the name's okay. Let me tell you a little bit about Heretic. All right, are you familiar with Damian Wayne? Mm-hmm. Rightly. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Right, Damian Wayne. Great character. Son of Batman? Son of Batman, Natalia Al Ghul. Yep. Well... You know, you may ask yourself, why would Bruce not end up with Talia? She seems nice. She treats Bruce pretty well. Both of these things are really stretching the truth. Uh, well, she's crazy. Okay. So Talia um, 
raised Damien for his formative years, hence Damien's, uh, Damien's, excuse me, uh, you know, tendency towards the, the violent side of things. But before Damien fully transitioned over into Bruce's home and care, Talia made sure that she uh, took some DNA samples from our boy Damien and then cloned the guy. Now, that in of itself, all right, sure, comics, yep, okay. I, part I've of the said course. this on my other podcast, and I'll mm-hmm. say it again here. Mm-hmm. Clones are always a bad guy thing. Always Not a, bad a guy single thing. good guy clones people. No. It, it no. doesn't have unless their superpower is duplicating themselves, but that's a whole different thing. Yep. Clones are always, oh, this person is not a good person. Right. Right. Now, just cloning someone straight up, not unprecedented. Right. Not something that you'd go, okay, haven't heard of that before. And particularly in comics. I mean, Ben Riley in the Spider-Man world. So we know cloning happens. We're going to go to the table. Star Wars as of late as well. Star Wars does so many cloning anything anymore. Yep. Yep. They really do. So I'm breaking out the old DC encyclopedia so I can go straight from the book. All right. Here is the description of Heretic, a little bit more of his history from... The DC Encyclopedia. Talia al Ghul's vision of a ruling family composed of her, Batman, it's like so far so good, and the child they would bear together, getting a little weird, broke down when Batman refused her advances and their son Damien would not go along with her subsequent plan to undermine the Dark Knight. In anger, and this is where it gets bad, Talia disowned Damien Tough when families kind of break down. That's not great. And created a clone of him. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh. Just stated in the body of a whale and given metahuman powers through experimental surgeries. Okay. So again, cloned Damien, but rather than just like growing the clone in a pod, pretty common, again, cloning method, she puts the pot in a whale because in comics that means the clone grows to freakish superhuman size wow yeah she said uh i read jonah in the bible and we're going for that wow yeah so incredible now known as the heretic the clone became talia al ghul's chief bodyguard when she appeared as leader of leviathan uh, and by chief bodyguard in this here comic, okay, Batman Incorporated, remarkable storyline overall. This particular portion titled Gotham's Most Wanted. Uh, the heretic just freaking like walks up to people, okay, grabs them by the neck and squeezes, and that's it. They're just toast. It's like the mountain it's Game of Thrones. Terrifying. Terrifying. So heretic hunted down several members of the Batman Incorporated. So this is where Batman gathered a bunch of individuals that had abilities that he trained up to be Batman in other countries, okay? But he hunted them down, did Heretic, before killing the original Damian Wayne during a savage fight at Wayne Tower. The dude's messed up. Heretic. Yikes. You know, that's not the only time Damian's been cloned either. Yeah, tough history for that. Kid. Like that one, and then they just did a recent one where it was like Raish, like yep. took like his DNA, yep. but then mixed it with Deathstroke instead of Batman, and then they had, and then he like exp- 
experimented on that kid to like crazy extents. No, not great. So, and then of course that kid is just, I hate Damian Wayne because he got all the good stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we just, you know, we just talked about how grim it was for comics once upon a time to have killed a baby on purpose. Like that's, that's dark. It is. Like, it's ineffective, but also, like, one of my least favorite scenes in comics when the heretic kills Damian Wayne. It's messed up. Like, this is, Damian Wayne is a, is a kid, right? He 12 is all. Not great stuff. But the heretic, there's your obscure comic, in this case, villain of the week. So, whoo <laughs> in a whale. That's just strange. It's comics. Does comics. There you go. So, there you go. No, I just... Let me pass it off to you, Riles. Oh, what you got, my friend? Oh, oh okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I know you okay. are. So, this segment, mm. we are comparing mm-hmm. Marvel characters and yes. DC characters. So, they're twins or they're counterparts or whatever. So, I thought... I don't know what you're talking about. That never happens. Yes. So, I thought <clears> this <throat> would be fun. Because it took me down a rabbit hole that I didn't expect. Okay, so first of all, we have Deathstroke, sure. a.k.a. Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Terminator, mm-hmm. uh, who is in DC Comics, an assassin, mer- mercenary for hire. Um, Pretty good what he does. Overall, not good dude. Also has a killer eye patch. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Marvel, his counterpart is Deadpool, a.k.a. Wade Wilson. Notice how the, na- the first names are different, but the last names are the same. Wilson meet Wilson. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Wade Wilson. <laughs> and then obviously they differ in personality. Right. And Slade's powers. a little bit more on the grim side. Right. Yep. And power. Like Slade's hard hard to kill, but not as hard to kill as Deadpool. Right. So then you have that. Well, E.T. didn't like that. Mm. And so eventually they decided that they would make two Deadpool ripoffs. And so one, <laughs> one is very fitting, okay? And this is the one that I knew about originally. No. It is it is Red Tool. And his name is Wayne Wilkins. Oh. Which, huh, what's that sound like? And oh. so he is a vigilante obsessed with Harley Quinn, stalks Harley Quinn, uh, and uh, his powers, he has a left arm that is a bionic prosthetic, um, and he has also has superhuman durability because a part of his uh, brain was removed that feels uh, any pain. And so... Weapons, he's very skilled with weapons, but he chooses to use hammers and screwdrivers. Oh, she's so kind of like Denzel the Equalizer. Okay, I'm starting to like Wayne Wilkins. And then the other one is Death Mask, which is more direct, which who showed up in... Uh, oh, less subtle. Yes, which showed up in Deathstroke, mm-hmm. <laughs> funny enough. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and he was just locked in Arkham Asylum for 87 years, but wow. never aged. So... That's kind of that's, that's so interesting. Superhuman, superhuman durability uses firearms, sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Of course, has uh, a mental disorder. So, yeah. Yeah. look crazy, yeah. look crazy. So, yeah, there's two Deadpool ripoffs. So I just thought that was funny. That's fantastic, it, isn't that? You know, the truth is, at some point, you you do run out of some ideas, right? And so some some overlap is inevitable. But for it to be that on the nose, and even that intentional, that petty, where it's like, we're going to make a Wayne Wilkins red tool. 
Deadpool, Deadpool, right. like they right. literally rhymes. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hilarious, but at the same time, it's like nothing cool with doing it to each other. At this point, like embrace it mm-hmm. and like, yeah, give yourselves the creative freedom to <laughs> maybe not make the same character, but make your own changes, right. and right. that's your universe's yeah. character. Yeah, because that's what they've done for so long, anyways. That's you know. So oh. that was that was my my thing. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well done. Well done. Well, before we get into the questions that we have for each other, okay, I'm going to highlight the historical, let's call it, comic book story of the pod. And I've got Iron Man and the Five Nightmares. So I hold in my hands Iron Man by Matt Fraction and Salvador Arroca. The artwork is phenomenal. Now, Matt and Salvador collaborate on a fantastic Iron Man run. Like, it's freaking glorious. Feel free to page through. The opener to their run is what they call the Five Nightmares story, in which Tony Stark is beset by not Obadiah Stane, but his son, Young Stane, which that's exactly what he should be called, is Young Stane. He goes by Ezekiel Stane. But I feel like Young Stain would be so much more demeaning. But Ezekiel Stain, Zeke, not a fan of how Tony took down Obadiah, but he's freaking, freaking smart and doesn't just go after Tony in particular as an individual, but goes after Stark Industries as a whole and seeks to uproot it and tear it down. It's a phenomenal story, great drama, some good action for Pepper Potts in there as well. Tony Stark at this point in time is starting to take on the mantle. Uh, This is in that Civil War era of Marvel Comics. So Tony uh, is embracing his role as not only the head of Stark Industries, but also as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so it takes some doing to take Tony down at this point. But Ezekiel Stane is fit to do it. So fantastic story. Highly recommend. Iron Man, Five Nightmares. Check it out. Yeah. Let's get into some questions, Riley. So you and I each prepared a question for the other. We didn't tell each other what the question was going to be ahead of time. So there's been no preparation opportunity. I hope we didn't duplicate our questions from last time. Not possible. You don't think it's possible? No. If it is, we uh, edit it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. I I go first? You go first. Okay. Hit me. Okay. So I think I've kind of talked to you about this on another note. But if you could take one villain, and have them go up against one hero from different universes, what would you want to see? So, while you think on that, I have three that I wrote down, just for example. Love it. it. Uh, I like the idea of of a crazy comic of Deadpool versus Mr. Mixelpidolic. Wow. Because I think that comic would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, who drives who insane first? And I like that. (laughs) Who goes crazy first? Right. Okay. Like okay. that idea. Okay. Number two that I have, I like the idea of Lex Luthor mm-hmm. versus the Fantastic Four. Mm. Specifically wow. Reed Richards. Yes. I think him and Reed. The intellectual match. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Right. Okay. Okay. And my final one, and main and it's mainly because I want to see an interaction between two people. And I have the Avengers versus the Suicide Squad mm. because I want to see the interaction between Captain America and Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah. What a dynamic there. So, love the question. Love the examples that you gave. 
Um, okay, two different universes, two characters that I would love to see clash. Um, yeah, man. I want to pick one of the X-Men. I've been kind of on a Magneto kick okay. recently. So I'd love to see Magneto. Man, who do I want him to go up against, though, is the question. I was thinking about X when I was thinking X-Men, I was thinking Wolverine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Wolverine and Batman. That felt lazy. Right. Still good. It'd still be a treat. Um, but no, I'm I'm gonna say Magneto. Oh, I want I want to be a challenge for whoever he's up against, though. Magneto and Hal Jordan. Okay. Okay. A couple of ginormous egos. All right. They both think very highly of themselves. Magneto, you know, thinks really highly of his cause. Hal just well thinks highly of Hal, but. Magneto, I think, would be a would be a tough tough matchup for Hal because Hal's very arrogant, and Magneto is both arrogant and yet clever. And so the question is, can Hal get the upper hand before Magneto just completely knocks him out? Because I think Hal's going to underestimate Magneto and be like, oh, "I can create anything. All you can do is metal." But what if uh, Magneto were just to slide that little ring off of Hal's finger? Assuming it's a metal ring. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, right? Whoops. Tough break. That was quick. Yeah, yeah. That could be over really fast. So, Magneto and Hal Jordan. I'm going to keep pondering that question, question but that's my answer for, uh, okay. for now. So, what a great question. Okay, my question for you. All right, so this is a little spin off of the, uh, the question that I really don't care for, which is, uh, you know, Mary, murder, and the other thing. Okay. Somehow, somehow that's where my mind went. So here's the twist. All right. Who do you, Riley, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the choices. Who do you battle against? Okay. All right. So okay. who do you got to go up against? Who do you partner with? So who are you, who's on your side here? Okay. In this fight. And who's the wild card? In other words, they might be on your side or they might turn against you at a moment's notice. Okay. I have so, to I have to pick three or you have I'm gonna tell you the three okay. and then you get to categorize them accordingly. So who do you battle against? Who do you partner with? Who's the wild card? Okay, I went Teen Titans with this. Okay, fine. Beast Boy, Wally West, and threw in a little Damian Wayne. Beast Boy, Wally West, Damian Wayne. Who are you fighting against? Who are you fighting with? Who's your partner? Who's the wild card in the mix? I am partnering with Wally West. Okay. I think that's a no-brainer. It's because of his speed. Right. Right. And, like nobody's, Wally's the fastest man on earth. Mm-hmm. Helps. So but no help. I'll, I'll take Wally. Yeah. And I know he's just genuinely good dude. I don't think he's going to. He's trustworthy. Yes. Unless he's his like, family gets involved. Which That's it's not in this case. Which, right. Right. In this, in case, this case, he's fine. I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My wild card will be Beast Boy. Mm. Because you never know what animal he's going to turn into. And maybe he just goes completely psychopathic. It could happen. Yes. It really he picks He picks a T-Rex. And for some reason, the full switch doesn't go through. And he just goes off of T-Rex instincts. Then I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight against Damian Wayne because he's a child. So, between Wally and I, I mean, he'll probably kick my ass, but Wally will have it, no no problem. What about Wally? Yeah, so Wally, yeah. And, and, and I get Beast Boy, like, I'll take that. You think so? Again, like, to your point, Beast yeah. Boy could go rogue. And then I'll deal with that. Damien could lie to him and be like, hey, these guys are against you, they don't like your greenness, be on my side. 
They're racist. They're, they're racist against the Greens. It might work. It, it that's what's scary. It could. Nice. But but that's what I'm going to say. Love it. Green answer on your part. Well what, done. What about you? Well done. Uh, me. See, I actually want Damien on my side because he's really freaking clever. And if he's on your side, here's the, here's the big assumption I'm making, right? I'm assuming that he's loyal to me because when he's loyal to you, he is loyal and then some. Like he lays his life down for you, kind of loyal. Wally, you, 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 know, you mentioned the concern of what if his family's involved. I, I just don't trust his follow-through enough to have him be the partner. So I believe that between Damien and I, we need to make a plan to take down Wally. Beast Boy, like you, also the wild card. Hope he's on our side. It'd be nice to have him, but maybe he just needs to be a distraction. Who knows? That's okay, though, if that happens. Yeah, hard to count on Beast Boy. Hard to count on him. Stuff. Fair enough. Nice hang, but good kid. It's a tough. Like I said, you don't, reliable. you don't want him to just, you and him are fighting alongside of each other, yep. and you get a hippopotamus butt in your face. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, dude, come through. Come through, man. Yeah, yeah. All good things. All right, fantastic stuff. Riles, it's time for a absolute classic Banger, you better believe it. JP and the Beans, top five. Are you ready? I guess so, yeah. Okay. I say, so we, we really flesh out these ideas. Totally agree. Totally agree. So the concept for this top five are what would we like to see if we could have our druthers? And this can be DC, this can be Marvel, but since we are in this era of saturation with the movies to the point where we're getting TV shows, what characters would we love to see in a TV show format? Because I don't think either of us, for example, are going, hey, the TV shows need to be done on the Marvel side because we don't like the idea of a TV show. It's just they haven't been good. They haven't been given the attention and time needed to really flourish. So they could flourish. We think the potential is there. So if that attention to detail was given, if that time and energy was permitted and the shows could slow cook, not be rushed, but actually come to full fruition, there could be some absolute bangers. So without further ado, let's get into it. Riles, what's your number five? At number five, because I feel like it would be fun for like a mystical Mm -hmm. adventure Mm -hmm. of sorts. And we're taking it back to like, Ancient times, in a sense. Mm. I'm going with Etrigan the Demon. Wow. And then having Jason Blood and Etrigan have to solve some mystery. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, have Merlin involved, because Merlin is a good guy in DC, right? Or is that guy? I think he's wild card swords. Yeah, but Etrigan, like, gets his origin in Arthurian legend. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I was Merlin. Yes. So I would like that, like, ancient castles. Right. And then... Great. Keep it there Great. and then watch him transition into mm-hmm. modern day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a good pull. Yeah, good pull. All entering the demon. That's great. I have gone back and forth on my number five pick. I have four that I feel really, really strongly about. And my fifth, I, I'm, I'm struggling between two choices. So, 
game time decision here. What I would like to see most would be a new Genesis TV show. All right. So this is your dark side, your high father, your Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, Granny Goodness, uh, all of the, the good and the evil in the giant space universes, you know, thousands of universes away. I would love to see that large, just huge scale, but in a in a TV show setting where regardless of what's happening back on Earth, you've got all the drama, all the conflict fostering. And there are some phenomenal characters in that world that I would just love to spend time with. So I think it could be a really self-contained show. But I I think especially coming, relatively speaking, fresh off of the Lord of the Rings show, which I thought was really well done, that in my mind is what you could get out of a new Genesis TV show. Okay. So I think it'd be that'd be freaking freaking sweet. What was your honorable mention? Honorable mention is going to be a show about Lex Luthor. Huh? That's my honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that more. But all right. My number four is a show about the Shazam family. Okay. So I have really been really enjoying the first two Shazam. Well, and let's be honest, the only Shazam movies we will ever get. But particularly the unexpected twist where near the end of the first Shazam movie where they gave Shazam a freaking family, right? Not only do you have Mary, Marvel, and Freddy, but you have the others. I think there's three others altogether. Yep. I think it's a total of seven, isn't yep. it? Yep. Is it a total of seven? Total You're right. Seven. You're right. Total of seven. Because of each letter? Oh, no, no, no. Is it seven? Six. It used to be six. Yeah. It's six altogether. Yes, six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. S-H-A-Z-A-M. Six. I can't. I can't spell. Zam. No one's, no one's holding it against you. Um, I love that dynamic. And I would love to see more of their adventures, more of their dynamic together. And I think in a TV show, it would be really enjoyable because you also have that opportunity to blend, hey, their time as their metahuman selves and their time as the average human that we can all relate to. So I would really be delighted by that. I'd love to see more of all of those characters um, and to explore more than just our guy, Billy. Billy's great, but I'd like to see more than just Billy. Well, and even then, too, you could take one episode and focus on one of them if you really absolutely. wanted to. Yep. So absolutely. Sense. And there's a lot of like, you know, mysticism as far as their their typical opposition. So I think there's a I think there'd be a cool a cool show in there. There you go. Shazam Family. My number four. My number four. Mm-hmm is Hawkman and Hawkgirl. There you go. And digging into the rich back story Mm -hmm. that they have. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I want to see that in a movie format. It would be kind of cool if like each episode was a different life for them. So like 45 minutes, it's just, hey, this is the first iteration Mm -hmm. of them. And then it's a rebirth, Mm -hmm. a rebirth, a rebirth until finally we have the couple is current right so i love that man i just love that the time of my heart, man. well done that was awesome <laughs> myself <laughs> yeah but yeah so i thought and i loved hawkman in yeah. uh black adam right i thought he was awesome yeah. so i would love to get more yeah. hawkman for sure so no, and i grew great. up with hawk girl too so that's, that's great sick. yeah she was in the justice league cartoon she was a phenomenal part of the justice league cartoon oh. 
core part of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was fantastic. I love that. Great number four. Great number four. All right. Who do you got? Number three. Number three. We're really, we're really vibing with the whole Arthurian times. Okay? True. Now, my boy, Kit Harrington, mm. shows up in the Eternals. That dude needs a show. The Black Knight needs a show. Kit's done it before. He knows how the TV show works. Good at what he does. Um, the Black Knight is a super interesting character because the sword corrupts the user. At some Love point that. or another, Love that. the more people he's killed, the more bloodlust he gets. Mm-hmm. And like also him having to deal with the black the black knight mantle because not every black knight was a good guy. Some mm-hmm. of the black knights were not so good guys. Mm-hmm. And he's probably, I don't know, the fifth user, the sixth I don't know. <laughs> like it goes all the way back. He's a ways down the line. Right. Yeah. So and also to have that be involved, you can introduce like Captain Britain in this, sure. and then that their sure. version of Merlin, like this yep. all, it would be really cool. Because the sword embodies some portion of the previous users, right? Something like that. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah, so it kind of has their personalities within it that can infect the current user. Yeah, so, right? something like wild. that. But yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, the only thing I know is it just slowly, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it just makes them berserker mode eventually, so... Yeah, I'd be curious who he would end up like going up against, right? Like, who are the Black Knight's adversaries? Yeah, that's that's the other question because you're like, but I mean, you can have that be some Agatha, so some episode one in the first two minutes kills Agatha, Agatha beheaded. But I mean, world saved, people rejoice. You could have some mystical anomaly happening across the. I have no idea how that would look, but sure. I think it would be a lot of fun just to explore that and having him learn the history of it and have to deal with that history and try to be his own better version. Right. So Right. A lot of self-conflict. Yeah. Love it. That's great. My number three, Doctor Stephen Strange. Doctor Strange, somehow Riley has had only two movies in the span of this Marvel realm. I think he's a delightful character. Love our boy Benny, Mr. Cumberbatch, portraying him. It's fantastic. Why not give him, let's stop, you know, pigeonholing him into a show. Why not give the guy an opportunity just to riff across a miniseries? I'd be delighted by that. Think of all the different places he could visit, the characters he could interact with, the magic we could see. I mean, the guy has limitless, limitless potential in terms of just the power, the imagination. So I would love to get a chance to have a lot more just volume of screen time with Stephen Strange. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, it could you could oscillate between relatively like low stakes uh, in New York City to high stakes. Now he's traversing the multiverse as we've seen in the movies. I think there's a lot of a lot of room to to work with. You get more of Stephen Strange. How can you not be delighted by that? Because you know what else that means? That means you get more Wong. And who doesn't want more Wong in their life? If you don't, you're Wong. <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. I want Wong. There you go. There's my number three. He is the linchpin currently. If you he see who is. He is. He's all that's holding this together. My number two. I told you I was on a, Ma- I was on a Magneto kick. Give me Magneto. In a TV show, okay? So here's part of what I think is so great about TV shows. 
Breaking Bad, greatest TV show I've ever seen. It's very much an anti-hero show. Like the protagonist, Walter White, starts out as a likable, lovable dude, and over the course of five and a half-ish seasons, transforms into bad guy, right? And it's compelling television. Why not show us Magneto working behind the scenes to gather his forces, trying to be buds and yet conflicting with Charles Xavier, working the underground, if you will, to take over various government entities for his mutant takeover of the world. And he's such a conflicted character, particularly as he was portrayed by Michael Fassbender. So give me all that all day long. I would love to see a Magneto-driven TV show. That's where I'm at. Number two, Magneto. Number, number two, we're staying in the mutant realm. Get okay. it. But I, and it kind of plays into this. Yeah. So it's more, I, I loved X-Men First Class. Phenomenal totally movie. Agree. Great totally movie. Agree. Great movie. Magneto, for instance, phenomenal in that movie. He's that's part of the movie. Michael Fassbender as Magneto is the best part of every single X-Men movie in that sense. Yep. But anyways. Yep. Agreed. So, but then also mixing it with a little bit of X-Men Origins Wolverine. So, mm. instead of the next X-Men movie coming out mm-hmm. and they introduce all these characters, I think it'd be cool to have a series beforehand. And each episode focuses on Professor X recruiting a different mutant in each episode. I like that, yeah. And so they and they can either do five or six episodes, yep. or yep. ten episodes, yep. and then they can turn that into seasons. Love it. And then that way you're just Love slowly it. adding X Men, right. and then each X Men goes into their own highlight. And then think about it this way too: that's not a must watch. Right. It's a Oh, I really like that character. Do you have something else with that character yes. in it? Oh, you have this show. Let's right. go see this. Or because I don't want to see nineteen different origins for characters, Correct. and I think it'd be a lot cooler because it would show Professor X building the team. Yes, and going from there. Yeah. So that is my my number two. I love that. There's so much. There is. We've talked about this. Everybody knows this. This is obvious. There's so much potential with the X. Oh, for sure. And the fact that that remains completely untapped by Marvel stuns me, blows me away. Get in on that action. Well, we're hungry for it. Anyway. It would also be hilarious if they're like, okay, let's do two evil mutants. And then watch Xavier just reject them entirely. (laughs) That would be awesome. No, you can't come to the school. Really like to. Really, really firmly hard pass. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, what's your number one? What are you pitching? What are you so going to LA for? My number one pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this might surprise you because number two probably uh, should be number one. Number two is no. like phenomenal. This is great. Okay. I'm looking forward to being surprised. Kind of plays off of a movie we already watched recently. Oh boy. And I'm thinking. Oh boy. We get Booster Gold. And Ted uh-huh. Clark, Blue Beetle. Sure. And that I'd rather have it be a TV show because I want more time with the two. Yes. Build and flesh out their characters. That's what you get with these shows. Right. So what an asset that is. Right. Build, flesh them out more yeah. for when you bring them into a movie. I think that's way better. I think their dynamic is the most fun thing you can do with it. Right. Because it's like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing, but it's more like a arrogant, humble cop. Mm-hmm. 
So mm -hmm. I think it would be just really hilarious to see, you know, Ted Cord getting along with everybody and then Booster Gold watching from the side being like, why does no one talk to me or like me? <laughs> and then having them have to deal with that, I think would be hilarious. Uh -huh. So I would love that dynamic, seeing them work together with wherever they're at, stuck That's in time or who, who knows where they're at. But yeah, that's no, great. Good character dynamic. And what I like so much about this dialogue and this discussion is, and I'll get into my number one, but you need one of the shortfalls of so many of these shows has been the fact that you're asking relatively minor characters to just boost up a show for so many episodes. Like you can, you can have a more obscure character be the headliner as far as the title of the show, but you have to incorporate other characters and frankly, a, a good chunk of other characters to make this show, you know, make these shows worthwhile. Right. There's just not a lot of characters that can ride solo and battle various villains uh, for hour upon hour. There's a lot of these characters that need one, two, or five or six other characters to to make them matter and to make them more interesting. So it's great. Yeah. My number one is a show that I would love to see that is centered around Dick Grayson. I'm glad you finished that. Yep. Yep. Pause for effect. Nick Grayson. Phenomenal. Phenomenal character. The history of that character is outrageous. The first, the original Robin chose to walk away from his partnership with Batman, but maintained somehow a healthy, like, working relationship and friendship, but has established himself as his own hero, has been a part of the Justice League, the Teen Titans, obviously buds with Batman, has gone undercover to try after he was presumed dead. So I think there's a lot that could be done there. I think Dick Grayson has the kind of just personal dynamic that you would want to see. You would like, I'd love to just hang out with this guy. That's the kind of character that I would love to watch a TV show about. His fighting skills are phenomenal, but his cleverness, his boldness, it's just, it's outstanding. He can fit into just about any scenario, any story that you put him in. I would love to see a shelf centered around. Wait, Dick Grayson. That's my number one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Will we see any of these shows? Only if the good people are finally getting off the picket line, getting what they need, and, uh, you know, listening to this here podcast. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a wish. I like I like the Nightwing choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could do that with all of Batman's Robins. Mm -hmm. So, I, I obviously, he's the best. He is. He's easily the best. And he's, like, where Batman tries to be sort of tries to be a, a dad to the Bat family. In a lot of ways, Dick Grayson is the dad. Like, he just is. He takes care of the rest of the Bat family so well. See, I would make the argument that Alfred is the dad. Ooh, okay. I was going to go with grandfather with Alfred. Uh, he but did. he's in That's there. He's in That's there. That's fair, too. Yeah, yeah. He's a part of it. So what what, what would that put at Batman? Just the, the, the grumpy uncle? It's a great question. Yeah, he's, you know, here, here's what it truly would be, right? Batman is the dad. Bruce Wayne is the dad. Oh, for sure. Alfred's the mom, if, if we're being real. Al Alfred is the mom. 
<laughs> he provides the soothing. He's like, it's all right. Here, let me bandage you up. We'll, we'll get you healed. Nick is just the oldest brother that's like, listen, dad doesn't mean it. He just had a bad day. Got gassed by the Joker. It's tough. You're fine, Tim. Don't worry about it. Damien, you're the classic little, you know, youngest brother. Quit being a turd. Knock it off. Do better. Grow up. Yeah. It's always the youngest. Yeah. Always the youngest. And then, well, it's true. Because then Tim and Jason both have middle yep. child syndrome. Yep. Real bad. Hard. Real, real bad. Hard. Yeah. So, yeah. That's another good one. I would love a Red mm-hmm. Hood mm-hmm. show. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I I really think, as much as anything, like the anti-hero show is the direction that these TV shows should go. Like those characters tend to be more compelling than just the straight line. It's the good guy, right? So that's. I mean, even going like the Daredevil Netflix route. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly mm-hmm. what they should do. Hundred percent. Totally agree. So totally agree. Sweet. Yeah. So we got yeah. Riles. They're fantastic. top five. I think so I think we nailed it. Wow. A little bit sure. shorter than usual, but I think we nailed it. That's all right. That's great. That's great. Anything else you got for the good people? That's all I have. I think Love it. Next time we're talking Loki, probably. Loki predictions? Loki predictions. Loki's coming in hot. It's great. It's great. We only had a free ball for two weeks. Two times. Go Commando. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally worth it. So, but, uh, no, I got nothing. You got anything? No, that's okay. great. Well, on that note, go follow us on YouTube, JP and the Beanstalk. Uh, follow us on Instagram, JP and the Beanstalk. Uh, TikTok, Magic Beans Productions. Uh, if you like listening to me talk, can't blame you. I have a wonderful, great voice. Uh, check out Magic Beans. Well, yes, Magic Beans Productions on YouTube. That's also on there as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all the plugs that I have. That's it. So, Love it. Way to plug. Godspeed. Peace.